happy November. Happy November. Happy November. Yes. And this is our second. No, it's like a third book. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. <laughs> we are into November. That's where we're at. Everything is an adventure. I don't know what's going on with my life. Well, it's almost Thanksgiving. Um, so <clears throat> there's that. So we started the month of snakes. Then we went to dark bully yeah. romance. And then we went to a more aliens. And then in between, we had some Thanksgiving. I guess shit. this is uh, alien stuffing November. I guess the wheel heard. likes aliens this month. Yeah. And we like to be double stuffed. We're just. Yeah, we do. We've said it a few times. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're a little excited getting ready for all of our, our holiday shenanigans. We're enjoying doing our Thanksgiving and November holiday fun, even though. This week is not a necessarily double stuffed episode because the wheel chose. We love a good alien. We do. And of course, world. like realistically, our double stuff was mostly for for specials. Um, for our specials. So yeah. You know, you gotta it was just coincidental that the wheel yeah. let us have <laughs> right. Let us have those sick boys be double stuffed. Oh man, that was such a wild experience. This week's author, Emily Antoinette, she's a fairly new author. This was her debut novel that we read this week. And really? This yeah, this was her debut novel. Really Forgot good. to mention that to you, <laughs> really by good. the way. So <laughs> I wanted to say that all of her books that she has written, so she's written this book, a novella, and then she's about to release the next book that I currently have the arc for, so it's not technically like released, released yet, but it will be by the time this episode comes out. Actually, just in time for this episode to come out. Yeah, it actually comes Ta-da! out, came out on the 15th, so. Uh, but all of her books are what, I mean, she will say herself, are sweet and spicy. So I had a feeling that you were going to like that and dig this. So this week for our regular episode... We read Space for Love by Emily Antoinette. And yes, this is her debut novel. Isn't that crazy? Spoiler alert, but I fucking love this book. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. This is what you're looking for, people. Let's go. It it was sweet and spicy. I found myself like giggling through it and smiling through it. And my goodness, I laughed and (laughs) just had a smile on my face for reading the whole thing. I felt like cozy, I guess. It's like, yes, it's a cozy read. It was so cute. It was just what I needed. So people are going to laugh or maybe they won't because maybe they know what I'm talking about. But let's all laugh at her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's November now. So I have been spending all week trying my hardest to convince parents to send their kids in with jackets because it's 30 and 40 degrees out at recess. But I still have kids showing up in shorts and no jackets because we live in New Hampshire. And until there's snow, Nobody no seems cares. to care, but it's getting colder and it's starting to have that little turn where it takes a little while for the car to warm up in the morning and mm-hmm. there's frost all over the car. And this book was exactly what I needed right now because it was just that cozy little read that you just want to sit inside in the warm house and just, you know, read. That's, I'm just saying, this is what my mind needed this week. Honestly, after reading Sick Boys, this was a much needed reset. I in still my brain. needed a palate cleanser. <laughs> and 
and it's not that I didn't like it because I did like it. I just, I really needed a Sometimes with cleanse. those heavy ones, you need that break. Absolutely. And while I'm not always like that, every once in a while, I do enjoy that. Yes. That just mental escape of that. I was just saying that to you earlier. It's been a while since I've just had a book that I just had that grin stuck yeah. to my face the whole time I was reading and I'm just like laughing throughout. It's just, it's been a little while. I've had some deep, heavier, you know. Yeah. I, so it was nice. I, on the other hand, have not been reading deep, heavy stuff outside of this as I think the last book that I fully read was Barbarian's Taming. <laughs> so Crystal's in her alien era. Yes. And then I started reading the number nine book for uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. So right before I read Space for Love, I read Barbarians last night and then I read Space for Love today. So I'm just in my, I'm in my alien feels. So my November reads are going to be interesting this month. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have like Carnage. <laughs> I did have Jinxed, which was a paranormal why choose. By the way, I really liked it and I want you to read it, but I also don't know how you'll feel about it. So I enjoy oh. it. I texted you about it. I think it was the one they're trapped in this house. Oh, the one I was like, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's good. I recommend yeah. it. I found it through TikTok. Yeah. Of course. During like October. All, like all I added do. It. Honestly, <laughs> I liked it. I gave it a four. Like I, I enjoyed it. It was really good. This week, <laughs> we just had some fun, solidly sweet cozy alien romance space going alien on. alien dick. Space alien dick. We had some space alien dick. Some space alien drugging dick. Why don't we get into it, shall we? Yeah, please. <laughs> so Space for Love by Emily Antoinette features Serafina, or Fina as she's referred to mostly throughout the book, and Merlon, and occasionally he goes by Rex, which we will get to. Fina is a 35-year-old human, and Merlon is a Celadon, which is a breed of alien. This book started with a glossary, which I thought was so cool and fancy, and I loved that. And I was like, ooh, we getting fancy up in here? And then it was like taking it a step further, and the next one spoke to my little neurotic heart because the next part was a pronunciation guide and I was like ah. we like when a book includes that shit well the the dedication came before all of that but it's okay oh I Very, fucked up my bad it's okay no you're fine dude I thought the glossary was first no. go ahead with the dedication <laughs> so then after the glossary in Ariel's version of the book became the dedication it's fine. It's Ariel's version. So the dedication to this book I liked, and it just said to all my fellow horny geeks who think hollow decks should be sexier. And I was like, that's, you're just speaking to my soul, lady. I love you. It was great. I just, it was such a cute little dedication. This book had, definitely it. had a little geeky side to it. And, and it I cute. loved it so much. It like, see, and that's the thing is it spoke to not only the alien romances that I just apparently just dove fucking head deep into, but it speaks to my nerd soul. And I was good with this. This was great. It this was, was all the things I loved. So I don't want to compare. And I'm not going to say too much because I want you to read it. But the prequel Maneater also has that little vibe to it. And it's set in the 80s to make the parents old enough to have the children in the present. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, and so it's kind of neat. 
So no, it's yeah. nice because it's cool when we do stuff like this and we can add books to our wheel of authors maybe we've never read before. And it's nice to find another author for myself that I want to read more of now. Yay, me. I originally found her on TikTok and I watched her go through the process of finishing this book and putting this book out. And like her whole process doing that made me like, nope, it's on my list. Just the process, her going through that. Like she's yeah. a. Which takes a lot like for Ariel to do because she's really picky. I liked this book. This was great. Me too. So anyways, Space for Love opens with Fina moving to the Spire station from her home place where not a lot of humans reside on Spire station. A lot of different aliens do, but not a lot of humans. So she got a job there as a human communications director type of thing to bridge that gap, help fellow humans, and to assist in that so that there can be more humans coming and living. And she luckily knows somebody that already lives there, her bestie, Mesley, who she's been writing to. This is the first time she's met her in person, but she's been writing to for 20 years. They've had a pen pal system. I loved it because it kind of felt very like similar vibes, but obviously not in person, but they connected over their mutual love of like their alien romance books together the fact that they kept throwing in the alien romance books throughout this thing was so amazing and her comments about it later on about things was just fucking hilarious it was great so she had this friend that they've been in, in constant like pen pal contact with and she feels like she knows her so well but they've never actually met in person and now suddenly she's moving there to where this friend lives and they're excited, but she's nervous and it's great. But Mesley, her friend, is determined to show her all around the Spire Station and to show her a good time. So she takes her out on the town. And she just keeps forgetting that she's human, that she can't do uh, the same things that she could do. And it's so funny. And we meet all these different kind of aliens um, in this book. So it's not just all like one race of aliens. So for instance, Mesley is a Nexit. So she has two sets of arms. So four in total. And she's like shorter and like super thin and very outgoing and gorgeous. Yeah. A lot of gorgeous aliens in this book. Yeah. But she wants her to have a great time because she's about to start her new job in the morning Mm. and they're going to work together. She helped her get the job and everything, and they're ready to rock. So, of course, they have a great time and get some drinks going. And Mesley is definitely going hard on the drinks. She's having trouble digging, looking for her her credit tab. Mm -hmm. That's the way they pay. She's not that she can't find it. She's just you know how you rumble in your purse for a minute, buried in her purse, and she's just struggling. So. it was easier for Fina to just pull hers out. And she's like, no, I got it. I get the drinks. No problem. And Mesley's like, oh, as repayment for getting the tab, take this. Because she finally gets her wallet out and gives her this SimTech tab, which is like a gift card for this SimTech facility. 
And she's like, the only thing is that it expires tonight. So you have to go use it. So go. My favorite like, you'll thank is me. number. Yeah, you'll thank me. My favorite is number 39. Go ahead. And Fina has no idea even what Simtech is. She has no idea. She just gets pointed in the right direction and off she goes. And she's kind of just Whatever. in a mood. I'm ready to go home. Yeah, yeah, she was just in a mood and... Well, she was trying to keep up with Mesley all night. Well, she can't fucking, drink like that. No, she can't. She's a human. She's she human. So she even makes a comment and she, she's like, I can't. I need to stop drinking so that I'm not hung over when I go tomorrow. And Mesley's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that humans. Can't you are human. Do this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> See, it sounds like you and me. So, out. A lot of this, there was a little moments where Mesley was texting Fina and I was like, this sounds like me texting. Maybe that's why we were able to connect so well with it. But I found a lot of you and I in this book together and it was fucking funny. This shit it was, was very relatable. This book yes. was relatable. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we're just unhinged, but it was well, there's that too. <laughs> if anything, if this whole entire month has taught us anything, I'm pretty sure we're just unhinged forever. <laughs> welcome okay. to the welcome to the unhinged half of the year, which is just the last two months. Well, three, I guess October was rough. Well, okay, October, we were a little unhinged too. <laughs> the last, the unhinged last season of the year kind of thing. <laughs> so then we meet Brex, who is at work at Simtech. And he took this night job as a second job to escape thinking about his ex. And his ex sounds like a cunt. His ex, though, goes by they. So I enjoyed the usage of the different pronouns because specific so the reason why his ex goes by they is because the species that his ex is does not have a gender i did enjoy that inclusion of it too that was cool and so on that note i guess we'll get it out of the way one of the biggest complaints that has been seen about this book is that This book is written about aliens and a multitude of races of aliens where you can't just assume you know their gender or what they are. I mean, you can't even do that about humans anymore, truly. And so when you're reading about someone and they haven't introduced themselves or they're just a stranger, they are referred to as they because we don't know anything about them yet. And that has been a complaint about this book, which I don't find a problem. Right. I find that it makes sense in the context of what this is. So not our complaint. (laughs) I was just telling you. Yeah. There was only one part that I thought was weird in reference to that is when they switched it up and did the Zay thing at the end without any communication. But I'll explain when we get there. Okay. Yeah. So... Anyways, he's been separated from his ex for a little while, and he feels like he's gotten over them and enough that he doesn't necessarily want to go right back, and he realizes that he's better off without them. It doesn't stop the loneliness, and he wants to realize that they fucked up, you know? But so he sees this human come in, and he's enamored by her. Well, um, they don't really have humans, so it's no, kind of like very a- rare. But he gets a very visceral, like, instant reaction to her, which was cute. Because I think yes. he even said he didn't even feel that kind of reaction when he first saw his ex either. So mm-hmm. took him aback a little bit. That's cute. So he's walking her through 
the thing and he's like, I can get you a catalog so you can choose what kind you want. And she's like, no, I already know what I want. I want number 39 <laughs> because that's what Mesley told her oh, to pick. No. And he's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. Okay. You know what you want. By all means, I'll leave. Goodbye. And he's not really there. He's talking into a simulation because his form is much too imposing yeah, and he, intimidating I mean, to... Because he... I think there's a big scary alien dude. There's a reason though, because I believe that his race is not really seen as the cuddly, teddy bear type, cuddly race. And he's just, he's tall and he's got like the way he was described, it made me kind of think he was like a more humanoid venom. Okay. With his I had like, like one of the ice cream barbarian like dudes in my head the whole time. Skin with Ex- glowing things and like the fangs and the tongue, but then just with like hair and stuff. That's what that's, I don't know. And how big he was. I was like, okay, like a human version of Venom. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I can work with that. Yeah. I can work with that. I don't know. The <laughs> picture on the cover really cements it. So. What is simulation number 39, you ask? Oh, it is a very hardcore BDSM theme. So all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, she finds herself bound and blindfolded. Naked. And she's like, there's a breeze. What the fuck? Why am I naked? (laughs) She goes, I pull up and she can't. I'm fucking dying. When I tell you, I outright cackled like the noises that came out of my mouth were not fit for proper consumption <laughs> I'm during so this glad entire I read... chapter I'm glad I read 90% of this in my own house <laughs> I so did I read chapter three when you're alone that's all I can say <laughs> because <laughs> the noises that you will make laughing to this chapter oh, I, I don't I didn't know those noises could come out of me <laughs> It was funny. So she's I did this... it a lot throughout this book. Like that shit was great. Like this book. Oh yeah, was but this amazing. chapter was in just particular was so funny. So she's in the simulation with this very intimidating simulation dude who's <laughs> demanding that she call him master. Yeah. And and she's just like, what the fuck? And so she didn't. So he's like, I'm going to punish you. Well, because she and keeps laughing too. And she's laughing because I think she's, she's fucking nervous. nervous. Fuck. And so and she's, she... and it's just like, and it's funny too, because they had given her a safe word at the beginning. To end the simulation. But then the other guy gave her a uh, safe word for the simulation yeah. itself for the, the scene. He's like, and... your safe word if you want that. But I think you want something more interesting, don't you? And she goes, I wow this is happening and it's just so so funny so she ended up using the safe word for the simulation form and she's like can you just untie me and he's like well what can i do to make you more comfortable and she's like clothes would be good so he gave her a robe and he's like can i get you anything else you animals i could pet would you that's more my I don't think animals are appropriate for this setting, do you? But I can pet you. She's like, I guess that's a no. I'm a cute animal. He goes, shit, are you Brex? And he goes, I am an advanced holographic simulation. I am not Brex. I am known as Master, or you can call me Daddy. (laughs) Or you can call me Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) Because the voice drops for that part. And then she's like, well, can I have a bed? Because she's like, well, maybe I'll just sleep until my time is over because it's so late at night. She's been partying. And he goes, he's like, of course. And so I don't want a bed. And she's like, I'm just going to lean against this wall and fall asleep. 
And Rex, meanwhile, is watching in the what's it called? Control room. Type the of control area. room. That's what I'm looking for. He's in the control room and he's seeing that the coding for the simulation isn't playing the way it's supposed to. And he's like over the intercom, I think it's malfunctioning. Are you okay? Do you need anything? And she's like, I got everything I need. I'm actually done. If that's okay, can I leave? I was fucking dying. This whole fucking thing. <laughs> and so he feels bad because he thinks this whole thing malfunctioned on her. So he issues her another credit to make up for it. And she's like, you'll help me with the sex simulation? He goes, no, but if I mean, because well, he, I will fix it so that it's whatever simulation you want. I'll help you. Like she goes, no, no, I just like to try something else, not sex. And, the, and meanwhile, and he doesn't know anything. They don't really know that much about humans, so he's like, I didn't, I didn't realize humans didn't like that sort of thing. God, it's so fun. Uh, it was great. It was great. So that was quite the experience. That was quite the introduction onto the Spire Station. And now it's time for her to go to work um, the next day. And she is a human and she feels like she has a lot to prove. So she oh works her little butt off. And it's like America versus any other country in a way. Because just think America goes, and then just look at the opposite. Well, because she goes into this new job with the mindset of I need to work myself to the bone. And they go into it with, well, you need to enjoy yourself you're and what too you're hard doing. you're doing too much you need to right. taking a day off so her boss makes her take like that friday off because she worked too much monday through thursday of her first week of work and she kind of got scolded for it because she's like i know that you're new and you don't understand how we work how we like, do things oh here because originally she didn't read the whole thing at first and i think she must have thought she was getting fired or something yeah because yep. like the beginning of the email really like i must inform you will not be needing your services and she goes shit and then she read the whole thing and it was just because she overworked and she needed to take a day. That's great. So she plans to spend the day catching up on a little sleep and she makes plans with Mesley later for a drink. Okay, no, listen. Um, she does okay, not make well, the plan. Mesley, next turn, she goes, don't say no. I know, I know you, you have, the, have day the day off, bitch. <laughs> yes. check, check your mail. I sent you some clothes to wear because I'm going to dress you because she thinks that she's her own little personal doll or something. She made her install this dating app on her little tablet thing. Her calm. So they go out to the bar, they set up her dating profile, and that was a whole experience. And they meet this man at the bar named Merlon, and Mesley knows him. They all work together. And we've and ruined it before this and realized that his name is not actually Bex or Brex, Brex. as he's been yeah. named throughout the beginning of this book because we gave it away in the beginning. <laughs> Oops. Spoiler alert. Spoiler a little too late. <laughs> if you're coming here, you're coming to know stuff. Anyways, hopefully you've already coming read like the you book. did in this book. I'm done. With that, they meet Marilyn at the bar. And this was Fina's first experience meeting Marilyn. And this is the first time she's even ever seen Celadon in person. And it was a little intimidating first because he's huge, huge guy. I like this weird pull to him too yes but she feels like he wants nothing to do with her so she tries to distance herself from him because she doesn't want to offend him she's very worried about 
Making sure she does like kind of alien culture. uh, She's very like protective of everyone's culture. Right. Meanwhile, he thinks that she's scared of him, and because everyone else has been scared of him, like right, and that her backing away from him, kind of giving him space, was just her being scared of him. (sighs) Communication, people. The definition of just like a miscommunication trope for a lot of this book, but it's okay because it's cute though. But we learn that surprise it's the same guy she met at simtech but he uses the name brex at simtech and he recognizes her but she does not recognize him because he uses not only the sim but he also has a voice changer at work too that changes the tone of his voice yep it just it doesn't change it completely it just softens it it's like distorts it a little bit yeah they make it so it's not so it's more appealing so not to her body parts it doesn't just kidding. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> he rushes off mesley tries to get him to stay and have drinks with them he says no again she thinks it's because he's not interested but really we know it's because he has to go off to work and mesley is a huge flirt and she finds some guy to flirt with at the bar and Fina's not feeling it. She's like, I'm just done for the night. I want to go. Now, she starts to walk towards the place so she can take the transit home. And she feels like she's being followed. And there's these two ankites following her. And she feels like she's being paranoid at first. But then she starts to do random little things to make sure or slow down or speed up and they keep doing the same thing. So she's getting really nervous. And then she spots the SimTech logo and building and she's like, okay, a place I know. Great. She just moved here. So she doesn't really know anywhere but the bar and that place. And she just left the bar. So she's like, great, I'm going to go there. So she runs in there. I'll use my credit. They can't bother me if I'm in that room alone and they'll get bored of waiting for me while I'm in there for an hour. So she rushes in and the rooms are all full. The place is hopping. But everyone wants to get their sim sex on, baby. But Brex is there. He sees the situation. He's like, you can stay and talk to me and surely they'll get bored and they'll lose interest then. And she's like, yeah. So they spend hours flirting and talking with each other and chilling. And then finally all the Sims empty out and all the appointments empty out. And she finally gets a turn for her sim. And she says, will you join me? And he's like, okay. And he brings her to a custom made Sim that he made. And it's the beach. And he says, it's a beach on my home world. And it's so beautiful and he loves it. And they have this whole cute conversation about her flushing red because they don't really know that much about humans or how they interact. And he has no idea what it means. He keeps thinking she's upset or sick. And it's just that miscommunication thing. So she sets him straight. (laughs) It's really funny. And he's like, well, what do you want to do next? Like, you could get a massage while you're here or you can have somebody like come in to continue your pleasure simulation and they kind of keep going with a little sexy banter until they kiss 
and then he gives her a massage on the beach yeah and she gets a little like well can't you really come in can't i see you can't you really come in and he's like no i can't show you my real self professionalism and and all that not only that but he says that you would be scared of who i was you wouldn't like my real form because in his mind she met him already and he felt like she was scared of him yeah so he's like well it's already blown now so she just kind of books it out of there she's like i'm sorry you've already told me multiple times that you can't and i just can't take a hint because she's awkward too because you know she always feels any interaction she has anyways is super awkward and that she's being a little too much and he's like well i see you again she goes i don't know i have to think about it and then leaves and then all he can think of is i fucked this up (laughs) yeah so we meet her parents yes her mom calls her every day check in because she's so far away from her family and she's so far away from anybody she's like the only one out here why does her mom really Um, check on her ariel her parents are a little wackadoodle her her mother is the most wackadoodle wackadoodle. (laughs) but her mother sent her a package oh my god Um, and what is in that package you ask inhalers but they're not inhalers they're stun spray (laughs) Which is illegal. Illegal on this fire station. It's to prevent herself from being like attacked or, you know, to protect herself. Yeah. Her mother always tells her all the time or sends her stuff about like all the different crime that's going on. And she's like, I'm worried. And so she's like, oh, I'm just going to send you this. Did you get the package? And she's like, you mean the inhalers? I don't, I understand you're a medic and like allergies and stuff. But what the, she's like, no, they're not. But she's like, she don't. Your father will hear you because she doesn't want her father to know that she got stud spray because it's illegal. And then it was she just funny because she says, but if I'm thrown into an alien jail, you better come bail me out. And her dad's, what about an alien jail? Like nothing, just nothing written, ridiculous. It was just, it was wild. It was fun. It was, it was funny. It was wild. Her mom so, was a trip. So the dating profile that she set up has been getting some hits. And most of them are just people who are curious about humans and, oh, asking how hands are, what are hands. Yeah, they're more, what, they're like into more of a human kink versus what, wanting uh, to get to know her. What and appendages does she have? Yeah, they're more um, into a, a human kink stuff. versus her. Yeah. Um, except this one guy that she's been talking to for a few days, Craig, and she finally digs up the courage to accept an invite to go out to dinner with him and he's like great we'll go to this place that's right across from the gardens and then we can walk in the gardens afterwards if we have time great fabulous she makes these plans and then she panics and she has to call mesley right away what did i do what the truck crap and of course she's like i need help and she goes sexy help (laughs) and well mesley's like dude what did you think was happening for the past 20 years while well, we've been reading these books together and I've been we've been reading all these alien books she's like, I didn't know they were about factual real stuff because yeah. she's they start talking about the different appendages the different species of aliens has and then she's like wait a second so does that mean celadons really have that big of oh yes ma'am and Leslie she's like no get her and then she, and then she just goes dude then she goes, no, get dressed and 
go show that lucky guy just what a brave badass baby you are and she goes i am never i should have never told her about my affirmation (laughs) so she finally gets up the courage to go she gets there she's ready to rock she's sitting there and then this she's sitting there for a while too and she's concerned comes into the restaurant sees her and then turns around and leaves but of course the waiter's like if it helps you are way out of his league probably saw you in that gorgeous dress and realized you hopelessly outmatched him and then gave her a drink on the house which was really nice so that was really sweet I did like that but now she's frustrated because she's human and she's like I'm so different what the fuck basically type thing so then she decides to go in the synth gardens she needs a place to hide and just cry for a minute. So that's why she tucks, tucks into the gardens. Yeah. And then he messages her. I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. There was an emergency. And then she's pissed. So she goes off on him. And is, is that what you call ditching someone after you see them? Could have at least had the courtesy to say it to my face. And then he called her an ugly human whore. And I was like, you know what? The trash took itself out. Fuck you, dude. Jesus Christ. Jerk. So... She rushes off into the gardens. Meanwhile, Marilon has had an exhausting few weeks himself. He has been working both jobs every day, hoping to see her again, because once she ran out from the simulation, he hasn't heard from her. He's worked every single night at SimTech, hoping that she will come in because he doesn't want to not be there if she comes in. And it's showing at work. He gets called into his boss's office. And this is the part that kind of confused me a little bit. Because when they don't know the gender of an alien doesn't have a gender, they use the they. But his boss specifically is being used as Zer and Z. And I didn't understand it because it wasn't explained Because I looked it up and it didn't say anything weird about gender or anything when I looked it up. But every single time it had its own special pronouns, which cool. But I I just wish that we had some information so that we could know stuff. Yeah, because I mean, we specifically are very big on making sure we respect everybody's pronouns. We try our best. We do. So, So he gets called into... His boss's office and his boss sends him home because he just looks a wreck because he's been going all out and he hasn't really been sleeping and it's rough. And then he finally gets home and his door is open and he's like, what the fuck? Surprise, bitch. You know who's at your house? The dumb cunt. Oh yes, sorry. the ex that you—he was we all said the same thing trying to take. Ways. He was trying to take his mind off by starting SimTech in the first place. They are cooking naked for him, and because obviously he's going to easily just take them back. Because why wouldn't he? Yeah, they don't think that they did anything wrong, and that they can just come of course back, not. and that they can just come back. Be like, and aren't apologize. you glad to see me? Right, like, a fake. Not really an apology either. Yeah, they're like, you know, hence the apology meal. You know, I cook. We haven't brought your favorite dessert. You need me. He's like, you need to go. And Kathras is like, are you fucking serious right now? And 
they just he does a good job standing up for himself though which is so good even though it's very hard for him because it seems like through any interactions that we've had he seems like he didn't in the past especially with just letting them walk all over him and he's like give me a second chance you're the one who left me (laughs) like you ripped my heart out and it's because her their family is basically racist (laughs) like xenophobes they're racist um against his particular race and they don't think that he's good enough for the family and that he is trash because of especially his ranking exactly so not only his race but his ranking within his race yeah and of course kathras is like with the way you're acting perhaps i should have listened sooner when they told me that I can't pronounce Yather, Celadin are worthless scavenger scum. And then Kathras realizes what they just said and is mm-hmm. like, I didn't mean that. And he's like, You did and though. He takes out. out the fucking trash. So he needs to clear his mind after this rash encounter. So he goes for a walk in the gardens. Who else just went for a walk in the gardens? Let's circle back, shall we? So Fina, upset and crying, taking a walk in the gardens, is walking through and finds, you know, I'm really not liking this alien race so far. I hate to be stereotypical, but why is it always these ones that are like causing trouble? Why is someone following her again? Could have had something else happen. Like, it's the I mean, same exact thing that he rescued her from before. Well, it's kind of showing how really common it is. To be honest, if you're walking around in the dark in a park and you're a species that is not on this planet, people are going to get curious vulnerable, and are going to follow yeah. you. And you're vulnerable now because it's dark, you're alone, you're crying, and you're not a common sight on this planet. And they're thinking, well... Probably I'm horny. Let's go see what this is about. And then just kind of go for it. So she's being followed yet again. And uh, she comes up with a plan that if she can just make it around the bend, she can turn around quick with her inhaler and stun him. But as she gets around the bend of the little garden maze, she doesn't quite make it around the corner because she smacks into a body. Whose body? Oh, it's Marilyn. Like you're gonna go, oh, she's dead. <laughs> she could have been if he wasn't there. That is very true. So a familiar face. Thank goodness. She's like, oh, there you are. And then she pauses for a minute. What else can I do? And then she kisses him. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he sees the guy encroaching fast on her. And then he kisses her back deeply and they have quite the kiss going on. Yes. So then she's like, you know, shit, I'm sorry, but thanks for helping me. You know, she felt like she took advantage of him, blah, blah, blah. But then he was really cool about it. And then she's like, crap, I was saying I just wanted more friends. And he's friends with Mesley. Maybe he can be my friend too. I should take a chance. He's, she's like, can we hang out? <laughs> Can we be like, go to your place or something? She's like, ah, be brave. Be a badass. You've got this. And 
just like badass babes put themselves out there badass babes invite themselves to a sexy aliens apartment (laughs) so they get to the sexy aliens apartment and he goes to make them tea and she pulls up her comms to let mesley know that she's good and to let her know where she's at and everything's good and where she is but before she can even get there she still had her last message from when she sent her the dick pic going so it popped right up and i mean this is a futuristic alien thing so it was a 3d model thing that just was coming up from her thing and it's a giant penis and he's walking back into the room with the tea and he was like, what the fuck? And spills the tea all over. There's and a he giant goes, dare I ask? <laughs> like, what there's the- a giant Celadon dick in his living room where he is in fact a Celadon. <laughs> and she's like, I just, I didn't believe her when she mentioned that they were so unwelded. He goes, is that considered is that large thing? to a human? And she, <laughs> oh God, it's so good. It's cute. So obviously Mesley has to, get involved in his texting love her texting them both you should show her get get him to show you real life show her the goods goods. so after she's done hanging out with him she makes it home and she's so tired that she just passes out and falls asleep so mesley has been texting her like ridiculously while she's been sleeping i'm assuming you didn't message me because of all that alien dick or you're dead, please don't be dead. If if you are dead and your parents are reading this, I'm sorry about all the dick jokes, but if this is her killer, I will find you and make you pay. And, and this is you. I was, I was like, am I texting this to Crystal? Because I feel like I sure. haven't texted this exact thing to your phone you on have. several occasions um, when you were yes. doing the online dating. Yes, so I didn't send a unicorn emoji <laughs> fast enough for her liking. And not only was I getting text messages from Ariel, but I'm pretty sure that I also got one from my mother because Ariel texted my mother as well. Listen, we didn't want you to be dead. I mean, I get it. I would have died. This is so much information. So Mesley calls her because she's hoping that she patches her at Marilyn's place um, and that she truly was there when she wasn't dude but mesley has another alien in her kitchen of alloy and i want a book about them they have two um, dicks <laughs> that's ariel's dream ariel's really trying so hard to two dicks him. please where's mike celebration for the two dicks why oh comment the two dicks please i love you what's her dream Especially if they went home afterwards. Get out of my house. You can go now. Do you think they have the magical come to? Uh, bye bye. Bye bye now. Uh, uh, bye bye now. <laughs> One way to find out. There, Emily Antoinette. Like a door. We would like to know if the two dicks have a drug come to. I would love to know that. Is it extra potent? Because there's two. For dicks? science. For science. For science. And also, Emily, do you have plans on writing a book about the two dicks, maybe? I don't think it's an option. I think we just need it. You can't bully an author into writing a book. I'm not being a bully. I'm strongly encouraging. Do you want to be our friend? 
do you want to build a snowman do you want to write do you want to write about what is it Beloy? yeah do you want to write about Beloy? he can have two will he have two dicks please you're floundering here you're floundering will he have that druggy come we haven't even gotten to the drug come yet i just had to bring it up a surprise for us in store (laughs) that's all we've ever wanted she's still going our double stuffed what are you gonna do please write about the two dicks all we want are the two dicks (laughs) okay please write it now (laughs) oh my god ariel one of these days this is what happens when we're we gonna get slapped night. with something and it's not gonna be the dicks we have turned Anyways. so many disney songs into dirty disney songs surprise <laughs> no one dirty has said a word. Oh my God. people Moving would have on. to listen to us for that dude anyways so all i can say is get a girl mesley because she's having a grand old time i would be mesley so and you would be lena look at that fina Whatever. Why did I say Lena? <laughs> and you would be Fina. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, it is also anyhow. 9 30 at night, guys. I mean, it's best by bedtime. American the morning. Yeah. By morning, she means late morning, but you know. <laughs> oh, fuck yourself. You still have to wake up. I have to be at a gathering before you have to be at work. So they uh, go out to dinner. And what they thought, or what Fina thought was just dinner with Mesley, now becomes a group affair because two co-workers suddenly join them. Magically, Marilon is one of them. Ta-da! Shock! Ah! And this other bug alien dude. He's not that relevant. Okay, no, he's not relevant, but man, Mesley tries so hard through the rest of this book to like... That's why he's not relevant. He's just, he is very oblivious. Bye-bye. He's just oblivious to what's happening in front of him. Bye-bye, Bugman. Though we know what his penis looks like. Yeah, we do. So then they get done with dinner and Mesley wants to keep the party going so she can play with Bugman. And he has a real name and a species, but I'm going to call him Bugman because that's more fun to me right now. So Marilyn says, no, we know he has to go to work, but he can't confess that. And Fina is like, Ugh, I don't want to be the third wheel. So she bows out and she decides that this is the, the right time to go to Simtech. She's been avoiding Simtech for a while. She decides this is the time that she has mustered up enough courage to get there. She has a plan, though. She's ready for this. She gets there. She's... Gets into her simulation, asks him to join her, and then says, well, do you have to have this hollow or can you be somebody else? Because she also has been trying to figure out what species he is. Mm -hmm. Like when he brought her to that beach on his home one, she started like researching all this stuff about that to try to place species he is because she wants to know. And she's been narrowing it down. She knows that he's not an. She hasn't quite she knows figured she's it not out yet. Anak- anakite. She just no. She did take what his, his actual is. species out of the running <laughs> because there's so few of, of them, them, and she thought that she would know because of how he something treats her realistically in the real world versus how he treats her in the simulation. Obviously, she doesn't know that they're the same person. 
think it was the size difference or something that she yeah was there's like, a no. size difference because yeah. she just wants to know because curiosity man right and then she ruled out the ones that didn't have genders because he said that he was a he and she's been working her way through so he's confused about her request but She's like, well, I guess I'm going to do this alphabetically. So she asked him to be an aspian, which is the same as the dude who had lunch, the bug dude, that where he's not important, so we're not going to talk about him. And he's an aspian, and she's going to prove to him that she is interested in him no matter what he is, and that she's going to show him through her actions that no matter what skin, what hollow he has on, that she's just as interested every single time. They have a little time together and like i said we get to learn what an aspian it looks like just saying so mesley decides to throw a friendship celebration night which I is really just so much excuse for her to go to the bar again because <laughs> she know. just likes to go to the bar i saw myself <laughs> so much in mesley entire book. and who does she invite oh bug dude and Marilyn. And Bug Dude's a fucking dingleberry. He's just dumb. You know what he were- So he he's is so like, straightforward. He's like the he's spectrum straight- of he's the straight- alien race. He's straightforward, but he's because also just dumb. I would no, I'm not calling it dumb. I'm calling his social awkwardness is so on the spectrum. So like he is he is the spectrum poster he, oh, child of the He's uh, very he's, oblivious to people hitting on him. To social cues. Yeah. Mesley is literally like, what does she have to do? Put so, her tits in his face. So and she's then, oh, those oh, are nice. Oh, you guys look so nice. And then Mesley expectantly twirls her dress in front of him and he goes, That dress fits you well. But yours like, looks like it's missing fabric. So funny. So, but Marilyn's almost just as bad because the way that he defends her and tries to fix the situation was he looks at him and goes, "It has this right amount of fabric." (laughs) Blind leading the blind out. She's just bad a compliment. What? Mesley's like, you both are terrible at compliments. Let's go. And I do like (laughs) that. Ends up talking to Fina's. What do you think the odds are of Jezrin <laughs> picking up on her flirting? And she goes, not good. Do you know if he'd be interested if he did? And he goes, I have no idea. He's so hard to read. Oh, man. So there's another Celadon at the bar. And as the only human there, obviously, lots of people take notice at her. But this big old dude's making eyes at her and she sees him and he makes a move. And at this point, she's been hanging around Marilyn slash Brex enough that Celadons are very much her thing right now. And he wants to dance with her. She wants to be the dancing queen. And she, at this point, finds that the Celadon race extremely sexy. And, and not everyone I mean, she thinks can't... that they're extremely sexy, but like, no, damn girl. but she can't help admire this man. It's like the over. it's like the literal definition of tall, dark, and handsome. It's like there's and venom. Broody. Oh my god! So there, you know how there's venom, and then yeah. there's the other venom that's the different color. It's like they're both in the room together. Do you guys think that Ariel likes venom? Is that a thing? So, <laughs> the new Celadon asks 
Athena to dance. And Marilon hasn't been paying attention, really, to this whole encounter until he realizes that she's gone. And then he finds her on the dance floor with this other dude. He's having a little bit of a jelly problem. And he just places so, his hand on her shoulder and the guy goes. Oh. Well, so Venom walks up to Venom. One walks up to Venom too. And he's basically. <clears throat> and the other one's. Oh, I know. Well, like he puts his and hand on her shoulder and that's how he knows. And gives him the look. Flame. And she doesn't understand that's what's going on. She's just like having a grand old time. So Venom number two skedaddles out of there. So that Venom number one can have his rightful place as King of Pride Rock. So Marilon This is not in. the Lion King. What the fuck? Marilon cuts in, starts dancing with her. And I mean, she's not a great dancer. She already warned Venom too about this. And she steps on his toe with her heel. And she goes to try to get off his foot and she slips and falls and he catches her and pulls her into his body and he pulls her so close that she can feel him and feel how aroused he is and this dumb and this fucking idiot just immediately shouts out it means you're I, because I, we're he doesn't under well he just doesn't understand they both recover well and they turn it into a joke about how the heel going into his foot caused him pain when pain arouses him and the whole thing. But still. Yeah. So they just call it a night. So after weeks of avoidance again, she's avoiding Simtech again because, you know, she keeps feeling like every time she goes there, she's just rejected every time. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. And she feels this plan is going to work this time. She goes in there and proposes to him to put her back in the simulation that she was in when she first tried it. She says, if I'm blindfolded, you could be in the room with me and be yourself and I won't see. And it takes a little bit of convincing, but eventually he agrees. And he's like, there's got to be a way that I can disguise my voice a little. Like, I can't, he can't obviously disguise his body, but he still wants to keep some of that anonymity with his voice and stuff. So she doesn't instantly recognize him. She doesn't, but just like barely. (laughs) Yeah. So they're having a good time. Yeah, they are. Having quite the good time. He is. She is speechless. (laughs) He is drowning in her vagina. I mean, let I... me just tell you that Listen. this man wants to die death by drowning of vaginal cavity. This is what he wants yeah. to drown in this woman's vagina. That's okay. If a man ever wanted to drown in my vagina, I would be all for it. <laughs> have and at she's it having a grand time. She's having the time of her life. But then she offers, after he's going to town and going to town and going to town, she offers to reciprocate. No harm, no foul, right? Well, except (laughs) for the fact that what we've been hinting at all along, and that when he finishes in her mouth, apparently, where she's a human and he's an alien, 
apparently his specific makeup of his gum makes her like in like a drug state but also a horned up drug state but he panics because he doesn't know he thinks she's having an allergic reaction to something or something because she's and- like slurring her words and it's kind it is an allergic reaction for the record yeah it's a- so he's panicking and he calls mess <laughs> dude i died i died in a panic. absolutely dead calls her to panic and well check her bag maybe she has something to help because if it's allergic reaction a lot of people if they have an allergic reaction maybe they have an epipen or something or oh she has an inhaler oh good use the inhaler and this motherfucker puts that inhaler in her mouth and expunges it down and just and we all know what that inhaler was so boom lights out for seraphina god and of course as she's like in and out she hears oh my god she's coming too yeah well because she's kind of going in and out and she can hear voices talking after, yeah after they've after. transported her back home and she's coming too yeah and because she recognizes the voice as whatever brex and everything <laughs> she does make a comment about marilyn because don't be mean to him because <laughs> she's talking to because mesley's screaming at him I she's mean, having she's mad at upset. him she is well yeah simply pissed mesley has figured out what's going on this whole time and yeah. she's not happy and she's like calling him all kinds of names and stuff and she's just like no you will not treat him like trash like his ex did and stuff it was and so just... funny it was <laughs> but fucking it, it was just like in and out of consciousness so she promptly fell back you know in her like state yeah. of business oh god it was and just then when so she finally funny. comes to, yeah, but when she finally comes to, it's just Mesley there. Mesley's tasked with telling her the truth about everything. Yeah. And then Mesley's talking to her mom, to, to Fina's mom. <laughs> her mom's like, oh, where's Fina? She goes, I'll just sleep in and not sleep in something off and, and don't panic. She ate something last night that gave her an adverse reaction, but we tried using her inhaler. To thinking it was allergies but <laughs> mixed route and her mom's like you used her inhaler she goes yeah mom she goes it's not for allergies it's stuck spray Leslie's <laughs> like she'll be more careful about consuming alien substances from now on won't you she'll be more careful with that dick mom <laughs> it's just so funny it's just amazing but then of course you know Leslie's concerned too she goes what do you remember about last night she kind of, you know, blushes. She said, don't give me that look. I knew you were up to some freaky shit over there. And she was kind of asking if Mesley was, like, mad at her. And she goes, no, I'm mad at Marilyn. She goes, what did he do? And she's like, you were blinded by horniness. And she's like, I don't. And it was just, she kind of goes in blinded about, like, horniness. realizing that Marilyn and Brex are the exact same person. And of course, like Marilyn's like texting her and he's like, I'm so sorry. I hurt you, betrayed your trust. And she's like, you could have told me. And he goes, I've seen how you flinch when you look at me. I was the fool who wanted to cling to the illusion that you would care for me. It blinded me. And she goes, we've both been blind. I need to rest now. And so she just goes to sleep. And, you know, Mesley just kind of makes sure she's not by herself and just cuddles her a little. Not really cuddles her, but the Mesley way of cuddling. (laughs) Even though Mesley has hinted multiple has times. Has forearms. Oh, man. As much as Mesley has hinted multiple times about, you think I'm attractive? 
Like, well, after she slept off all this stuff, she texts Marilyn so that they can meet to talk in person because she doesn't want to have this conversation with texts. So they meet at a restaurant. They hash it out. And she's like, you know, why? And he kind of cops out at first because he's like, well, I love you. And she basically wants to start over. So she introduces herself to him at the well, very beginning. And totally did. wants to start over. I think well, she just wanted to initiate that before they got into the heavy stuff. Because I mean, she did want to hash it out. She did. She just wanted to like start over essentially yeah. but it was interesting when they first met she goes hi i'm fina and kind of reintroduced herself to him because they haven't really had all but they end up getting to a good starting place of talking mm-hmm. and they end with well if it's okay with you and you're interested still i would like to court you properly and she's yes so his first act he sends her flowers and asks her on a date for the following night but that day, after she receives her flowers and her date invitation, she gets a visitor to her office. And that visitor is her ex, Paul. He has moved to the Spire Station and will be here for the next few years. He is helping to open up an embassy for humans and stuff on the, on the Spire Station. So that and they can bring more humans Exactly. Yeah. And it takes her back at first because she wasn't quite prepared to see someone who she was a totally different person with and that she has since gained confidence. And of course, Marilyn chooses that moment to show up also in her door. So there's a pissing contest, of course, where Marilyn has to make sure that he shows his fangs quite often, but with lots of dramatic back and forth they all agree to go to dinner together with mesley as well you know because mesley does not like paul (laughs) and it'll be a great way for everyone to get together so dinner isn't that bad though it starts out a little sketch mesley hits paul and god it's so funny but after that they hash it out and talk it out and there give a big hug every everyone kind of gets along but after dinner fina and marilyn are chatting and she realizes that even through all this she hasn't gotten to really see him like he has seen her so they do a little video call action to where he gets his damn he just opens it and he's just sitting there Ugh. With his giant celadin giant cock. cock. So they have a little happy video call time together. Yeah, they do. And she says, you know, show me. And he does. They're all good. So the next night is their scheduled date that they have going at his house. And it's just, it's a cute scene. They have pizza. They have this pie that she made. This man um, researched human food for her and what would be good and for made a date pizza. and made pizza and she did the same thing she, she did the same thing yep <laughs> to she make his it. special cultured pie to bake for dessert and it wasn't the Super pie cute. that's between her legs 
no that was a there's that too but no it was so cute. they almost like, got there but then they decided to take things slow because yeah the slow part was really funny the back and forth because yes. he really wanted to neither respect... one of them wanted it well no but... and the huge thing with him was he wants to woo her back he wants to court her and he's obviously not sure of the human custom so he's trying his, his fucking damnedest to behave himself <laughs> And every time he gets a little bit close, he retreats back. And it's just because he's trying to respect her, which... It's cute. Um, it was a cute little scene. And even though they really tried hard to keep their hands off each other, and it took a lot to succeed, they agreed to spend the night with one another so that they could cuddle. It was cute. And then we skip ahead a little bit after them having weeks of dinners together. And... It's really getting to the point that this shit is... Um, tension is high it is very sexual i bet you he could just like go do this and then she would come probably instantly (laughs) both of them are at the point where they are just barely holding on but neither one of them are communicating about it so each one thinks that they're like respecting the other one's boundaries and it's just so he has been doing some painting because when she came to dinner she brought him some paints because she noticed that's something that he was into, even though it's not something he's done for a long time. So he finally has that spark again to do. So he's been spending these weeks in his spare time painting her. And it's so cute. And while he's been painting her, she's been complaining and trying to figure out how she can jump him and trying to talk with her friends on how she can jump him. And they convince her to do the whole... Show up, basically, in trench coat naked. Yeah, the very classic. But so he's painting, and he gets a knock at his door. It's not her in her trench coat. It's his sister. So his sister visits, and they're chatting, and his sister finally sees that painting of her after she's heard about... Fina for a while and gets to have a face to the name and see how beautiful she is and sees that her brother is doing so well and that he actually just seems so much happier than she's seen him in a long time. But then there's another knock on the door. I also died at this part too. There was a lot of me dying as this entire book. Ta-da! It's Fina. She comes in. Taking and drops, drops her cloak and jump, tries to jump him. But they have company. Oh no, there's an audience. So, I mean, she's like embarrassed. And also she doesn't want to encroach on his time with his sister because he barely ever gets to see his sister. So she runs the fuck out of there. And his sister is basically- just, He's confused as to what the right. fuck just happened. Because all the whiplash that he just experienced. And it took his sister being like, what the fuck are you doing? She literally was going to fuck you right now. If she just came in here naked to fuck you, you're doing something wrong. That means she really needs some dick. Go get her. Yeah. he fucking books his ass out yeah so here's here's the thing oh boy follows her home he brings the bell she opens the door and this moment i just i need to read this to you okay the door slides open and marilon steps in before i can greet him marilon i barely catch his intense determined expression before he's on me 
hauling me into his arms and pressing a fevered kiss to my lips. I squeak in surprise and cling to his neck as he carries me over to the bedroom door, kicks it open, and tosses me onto the bed. Hunger blazes in his glowing eyes as they rake across me. I'm speechless, holding my breath, waiting to see what he does next. In a lightning-fast movement, he reaches over, grabs the neck of my nightgown with both hands, and tears it down the center as if it was made of tissue. I was just like, well then. This escalated quickly. It went from zero to sister to point him in the direction to him marching over, and then he ran through the door and was like, ah! like And then rips that shit off rips. of oh. I was just like, well, we're going there. Okay. Yes, please. Thank you. Sounds great. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for that. Thank you. <laughs> yep. So I, I literally wrote the caveman is here. So then we have them finally getting together and it's in his point of view. Well, I was waiting for it. Just had to give that to Crystal. Mm-hmm. We do get a scene so... later in her point of view. Yes. But Ariel wants I, the first one. The first one. I know. At this point, it's just common. It happens in every book we read. I know. I, so, you know, it is what it is. They do a lot of talking to each other in between these times. And he explains. In between fucking. Yes. I don't know why he she's explains, being so polite in this book today. I'm tired. <laughs> he explains his desire for a soul bond with her. And she professes her love for him. And they just, they have this moment. Um, and then he goes all fucking energizer bunny on this bitch and they fuck like 10 billion times. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Her vagina um, has got to hurt. It's got to be doing something. It's got to be wrong. Um, I don't know. Maybe his open. dick, maybe his dick just has some magical healing powers. She got did learn. Magic drugging powers. So maybe. Well, it does because he does come in her once and then she's At like, right. oh, fuck. And then they, he's he like, learns oh, it's not quite fuck. the same as in the mouth, but it yeah. is. It's a little, yeah. yeah. So he learns after diluted, that to just not come inside of her. And he does not. She's he, okay with it. Yes. He makes her a toaster strudel, not a Twinkie from then on. Unless she asks. Yeah. So um, then we skip forward three months later and it is finally the opening of the Zai Consortium Coalition Embassy opening. And douche nozzle, what's his name? Paul. Yeah, douche nozzle Paul is there. And he's frustrated because Mesley's supposed to be his date and he can't find her. But they decide to blow that place like a popsicle stand after they make their rounds. And where do they go, you ask? Oh, they go back to Simtech because they have to full circle it back because to it's where their it all si- began. Yeah, it's their our, six, their month six month anniversary. anniversary. Of when they and- met. And it's so cute because he was like, I know that humans have this custom where they have to celebrate these things. And this seems like a big one. So he was going to have plans to do stuff. And he didn't know she also had plans she also to had do plans. things. So her plan was the sim tech. And she asked him to get high off his cock and for him to come inside her. So he did. And then he went all Energizer Bunny again, and they just kept going and going and going. But what was the simulation that they did? It was the tribal altar thing that is important to his people in ceremonies of like soul bonds and stuff and where he painted her in the painting. 
because she did research to learn these things because but she saw it in his painting well yeah that too so then he pulls out his surprise and it's not his dick for the record <laughs> no he already did that he pulls out his surprise for the anniversary and it's a key which they don't use keys she had already had her biometrics added to his house but this was a symbolic thing for humans and he was like i'm asking you to move in with me and so yes the first she's like and cool she's- a key Right, she didn't understand because they don't use, but so she gets it after and she's all excited and she's oh, for a second I thought you were going to ask me to marry you. And he was like, well, what would you say if I did? Well, I would say yes. Okay, then yes. I'm asking you. <laughs> so now they're <laughs> Yay! Oh my god. Happy it's days. so cute. Then yes. I'm and asking you to marry me. Duh. The end of our book. And then we get an epilogue and the epilogue confused in case you're dumb like me and you read it but you're still so ingrained in the other characters heads and you are confused page after page and it takes you several pages to realize that you're in mesley's point of view because you just had a moment for the record it's just ariel having a moment because they have very clearly marked it's very clearly marked it was literally just me having a moment i'm this was it's no shade it was me it's having a moment she's the problem hi it's me i'm the problem it's me it's not mesley so but it is mesley for the epilogue and uh, she's getting ready for the embassy opening and she's grumbling about paul and thinking about what it would be like to tie him up and make him her bitch and then she's attacked from behind by two intruders and they demand that they're like well should we call you your real name and i was like fucking excuse me yeah and she's got this long name and so and then that's it that's all we got yeah ariel's broken i was just like what the fuck we needed to speak with you mesley or should i say Princeps Meslatrasta Belfry. Dun dun dun. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> so dun. we are going to find out next coming next year about Mesley. Early twenty four. I'm sorry. You just said next coming next year. <laughs> that was the book, man. So if you enjoyed this book like we did, make sure you check out Man Eater and Behold Her that are also out while you are waiting for Mesley's book. So I have to say about that. I can't wait. To I don't know. I Mesley's liked this book. one. I, I enjoyed this too. one. Who was your favorite character? You know, I, I enjoyed Serafina a lot. I definitely enjoyed Mesley. I, I, I liked the characters. I don't know. My favorite. Sorry, my brain's broken tonight. You're fine. Who do you have? Mesley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I liked everybody, but Mesley is top tier for me. And I think it's just yeah. because I resonated so much with her and I literally saw myself in Mesley, which is terrifying, but funny. She was fun. She time. and she was I fun to her. read and listen to. Not listen to read about. She reminds me a lot of me in my like later 20s when I was out drinking all the time. But she I also enjoyed Marilyn's sister. 
and I, <laughs> brief I period we had more. her yeah yeah I want well she was here and there but yeah but you just liked everybody I liked everybody I'm gonna go with Venom just because Venom his name is Venom it's Marilyn, but Venom's cool. Okay. Who was your least Who's your favorite? least favorite? Controversial opinion. I didn't really like her mom. <laughs> I was gonna say. I wasn't gonna Obviously, say controversial opinion, but I was gonna say I'm gonna pick her mom. I it's funny because I felt like I there was, was some underlying lying problems. I feel like there were a lot of like little comments here and there that did, didn't get fully fleshed out about her relationship with her mom. It was enough that we got the picture. So it was enough for this story. It made just it made me feel like there wasn't a great that she, her mom just wasn't an awesome person. I didn't enjoy some of the comments that she made to Fina mm-hmm. a lot. So those kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then of course it's so funny because as I was reading it, <clears throat> all I could think about was, oh great, we have another book where I fucking hate the mom. Also, Marilyn's mom also. So I'm gonna say both moms. Look at that. We didn't actually meet her. But the way he kind of he was talked worried about, about, yeah, has worried about drawing because of her. Yeah. Yeah. So the moms, because that's moms. who we are. The moms. It's the moms. a continuous theme with us at this point. Well, so Amazon gives it a 4.5 and Goodreads gives it a 4.3. What did you, you give it? We keep doing that. We're just on this tonight. I gave it a 4.75. I very much uh- enjoyed this book. I did too. However, um, I, was, I did. I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> I too. was waiting for the however because sometimes that's how you start sentences. However, I was a, well, I was a little wishy washy with a couple things, like on where I was going to put my rating. I think I just, because I finished the last minute, I think I'm going to stick it at a 4.5. Okay. That's good about your cucumber. But I'm going to tell you right now if that first scene was in her point of view, it would have been a way higher just saying i knew it was there were a couple other little things but nothing really to write home about yeah how about your cucumber rating i'm gonna go with a five i was going with like a 6.5 or seven i i was hovering between a five or six yeah five i'm gonna go with five there weren't a ton of scenes oh hold on there weren't a ton of scenes there wasn't a lot of variety and the first scene was in the male pov is that it but what we did get fit the book and was pretty good and enjoyable. And that one caveman scene was really, I really enjoyed the Sim scenes a lot. And I think that's what bumped it up for me is I enjoyed, you know what? I didn't actually take that into consideration that a lot of them were like simulation things. I wish we got to explore more simulations. Yeah. And the different varieties of simulations. So just with the concept of that imagination possibility, I'm going to, I'm going to say six. I changed your mind. What the fuck did did. I just do? What magic did I did? I am magical. Yeah. I enjoyed it. This was such a great ride for me and I loved it. And she had a great ride, a nice drugged out ride. (laughs) I wish we knew what kind of ride Mesley had with those two dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to read Mesley's book. I have a feeling it's going to be Mesley and Paul. It is. I think it said it at the end. I don't even know because I'm assuming so. But I did appreciate. So I know that you hated on Paul for a second. Like when he popped up. It was funny when Mesley was trying to get him to do the dating site. And this man does not just <laughs> like the women. He also is into the dick. Yeah. And they were warning him against the 
drugging the drugging properties sell it, sell it in dick <laughs> and it was just so fucking funny and they're like just be careful because you never know and then it was just i liked him so yeah follow us on tiktok and instagram and facebook i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> facebook group is open and youtube is a thing and yeah and you know spin the wheel crystal fuck i forgot about that i was about ready to be done Let's find out what we're reading next week on the Wheel of Fate. Let's find out if November truly is for aliens and double stuffed. All right. Give me one second while I bring this up and we are going to Wheel of Fated, motherfuckers. Wheel of Fate. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Wrong Bride. By Katharina, if I'm saying that right, Katharina Mara, a fiance's younger sister. Oh boy. When her sister doesn't show up on her wedding day, Raven has no choice but to take her place, which is what? Why? But marriage to Erez Windsor is nothing short of torture. The elusive billionaire media mogul is the man she's always loved, yet he's only ever had eyes for her sister. Married to him at last, Raven is determined to win him over. After all, everything's fair in love and war. And this, this is war. Why does she have to take her sister's place? Is it some kind of mafia thing? It's a contemporary romance. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Stand alone, guaranteed happily ever after, no cheating. Interesting. No, we'll figure it out. Ten-year age gap. I like an age gap. So read that <laughs> book with us next week as we delve into yes. not aliens and not double stuff, but a marriage of someone who was... Dun, for his sister. Dun, dun, dun. Her sister. Said his sister. Her sister. That's okay because it's no longer double stuffed November when we come back. It'll be December. So maybe December is for marriages. Oh, next week we will be airing a rerun episode because next week is a holiday and we thought that a lot of people aren't going to be traveling for work and whatnot. And we thought we'd do a break. And we have our own we, families as well that yes. we would like to so, see on the holidays. <laughs> instead, we're going to be airing an earlier rerun that is from where we didn't quite tell you what the book was about and just mostly our reactions to it. And that's okay. It's a little bit of a clusterfuck, but we're going to remaster it and fix it and up a little bit and republish we, it. And when we say earlier, we mean it was our third like episode. March. Yeah, it was our third episode ever that we had ever done. We thoroughly enjoyed the book and it fits Double Stuff November extremely yep. well. It is not, though, going to be an exact copy of our third episode. No, we are fixing as we it up are. Re I'm re-editing it, it and remastering mm -hmm. it. And there will probably be new commentary in there from us, which will be interesting. I'm going to be a new ride. Yeah, it'll be Check a it new out. ride with two dicks. So, two yeah. dicks, please. <laughs> exactly. And we kind of wanted to give love to an older book... episode that doesn't get as much. An older... And a book we really and a book... thoroughly enjoyed. We don't feel like maybe That's a enough. lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. It was a really good book. So, join us next week for Rogue by Katie Ray. Then, for our new book, we will be reading The Wrong Bride for our new episode on December 1st. So we will see you then. And keep reading.
and keep it smutty.